listen up. It's the number one voice of the tri-state. I'm number one. It, 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 it's, it's cooking, cooking up, up 2-1-5. So let the show begin. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Smooth. It's your girl Emma Grand. And this is Cooking Up 2 on 5, where we get you up close and personal with your favorite artists, entrepreneurs, shakers, and move makers. And today's guest, we have my man C. Diddy Chad. What's up, and my man Matt, Matt Kane. Hey, how are you? I appreciate y'all coming. <laughs> Thanks for coming. You know, for those who don't know Chad C. Diddy, my man Matt make me, Matt make me sick. You know what I'm saying? Mix. Mix me sick. Yes. Gotta add the S in there. Yeah. Don't want y'all to fuck that up. Get, yeah. get that S in there. Yeah. Please um, say the S. Like, right. <laughs> like, please say the baby. Please say the S. <laughs> they actually have their own podcast, the realest podcast ever. They've been doing that since about 2017? 17. 2017. Yeah. So they, you know, they was in the game far before the rest of you, you know, podcast babies popped out. You know what I'm saying? We was early birds. We, you know, we was outside. So, um, how y'all feeling, man? I'm feeling good, man. I'm glad to finally uh, make it up here. You know, a lot of my uh, my brethren and uh, my comrades have been up here. We didn't get a chance to, uh, you know, to come to the cooking up stage yet, but we appreciate being in the kitchen with you today. Yeah, you know, we say the great ones, you know, a little <laughs> later in the game. We got to get the flavor in there and make it make sense. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely appreciate y'all coming out. You know, y'all go to the podcast game. <laughs> I mean, we uh, we've yeah. been in this thing for a little minute, man. We've uh, we broken a lot of barriers. We helped a lot of people. Uh, we ghost produced a lot of podcasts, yeah. inspired a lot of people, yeah. and uh, you know gave a lot of people their first shot as far yeah. as like you know putting them on our platform or us going on there. So you know we've done a lot of work in a in a not so short amount of time. No, for sure, for sure, man. Dope. Y'all actually did the uh, Roots Pigment 2018. Yeah, yeah. we were the first one. For, yeah. yeah, that was like only our second year in the podcast game. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. we was the, literally the first podcast ever to do a podcast stage of the Roots Picnic. Yeah. Wow. So y'all like the originators of the podcast Pioneers. stage. I mean, the, just the inaugural. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all started it all. Yeah, it was yeah. like us, uh, It's The Real. Angela Rye. Angela Rye. Quest Love's Drink podcast. Champs. Drink Champs was on there. And it was one other one that night. I can't think of that. It was another person with real in their name. Oh, uh. <laughs> it's The Real. Yeah, It's The Real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So how did it feel being only two years in the game and to get like such an opportunity like that? Major. It was dope. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere. We didn't, uh, you know, we didn't pitch for that. We didn't, you know, reach out to nobody. Yeah, I kind of woke up and Questlove had posted us, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "The hell is happening?" You yeah, know yeah. Ask y'all like, "Hey, do you want to you want to do this?" Yeah, somebody that worked closely with Live Nation, my man Talib Dean, actually vouched for us and was just basically like asking me questions leading up to it, but never like. Spilling this is what's happening. Okay. Yeah, it was like so we were supp- doing next Saturday. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> Them niggas free. Hey, yeah. y'all, you're, you're familiar <laughs> with Festival Pier, yeah. like just asking me like all of these roundabout yeah. questions or whatever. And then you know when they announced it in February, we kind of found out when everybody else found out. Man, that's super crazy. Yeah, but it was dope though. That was I think that was the last one at Festival, at Festival Pier. Pier. I think the next year they moved it to uh, to the man, and then it was done. no, it wasn't. It was one more, one more festival, festival and then it was down and then for twenty two was years. shut down. Yeah, twenty yeah. and twenty one, I think, was shut down. Yeah, for COVID. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it came back twenty two. 
And then y'all were supposed to be on 22 and then some... And then we were supposed to be on 23 too, but it's like, you know... Something happened, happened. (laughs) What it is, is, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's politics. Why y'all got this fool drink? It's politics. (laughs) You know, a lot of, a lot of this stuff be, uh, be politics. And 22, I feel like we was supposed to be on there Mm -hmm. because we was doing a lot of shows and we was in Live Nation venue. So we was doing stuff in Punchline pretty consistently or whatever, big crowds, like Mm -hmm. 250, 300 people, whatever, basically selling out Punchline. So it's like, yo, if this um, show is essentially a letter to Philadelphia, which is what they told everybody. Right. 2022 Roost Picnic, a letter to Philadelphia. We coming back from COVID. We back. The man, all of this stuff. And then it's like you have like, you know, a a major force in Philadelphia is like missing. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Like they they had all these podcasts. They was like, yeah, they was we in Philly, and then you don't put people that represent us. I'm gonna keep it a buck. They was just going finding niggas after a while. Like after you got yeah. past like show number four or five, yeah. y'all just finding niggas. Like, I'm like, who are these people? Up. Yeah, who up. are smack? Who was this nigga? Like it, it got to, it got to a, 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 a young ill point. You know what I'm mean? saying? Like, I didn't know what was going on. Hey, who are these niggas? And who man's these? What's up, Davis? Is say who are these niggas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like I do, you know, just as a um, as a lover of the game and somebody that's competitive, I do a lot of auditing on podcasts. So it's mm-hmm. like I know people's numbers, I know who's listening, I know how many ratings you got, I know if you ever had a live, I know everything. Right, right. So it's like so when I'm auditing all of these shows and it's like, wait, all right, well. They did this, but they got four episodes. Like, what is good? Like, How are you even making Yeah, this, this is list? trickery. Like, this is, this is, this is, because at the time when we, did it, when we did it, there was a clear, like, mm-hmm. rubric, a clear, you know, you got to do a certain amount of stuff. We already had, like, 50-something shows when we did the Roost Picnic right. at that point. So to see shows that had four episodes, you don't have no video presence. You missing this. I can't find a trace of you online. It's like, these are y'all cousins. Like, yeah. why are we playing yeah. these games? I think that's what <laughs> always kind of watered down our, like, our situation. Like, our award shows. All the shit that kind of gives people the credit when they don't, you know, get yeah. that credit that's due to them. Then you got those people that slide in there. Like, right now, with the paying for the checks. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? You yeah. got a lot yeah. of paid-for situations. <laughs> Even with that, like, I would have assumed, I would have thought, like, damn, maybe, you know... Y'all talk to the right person, grease the right palm, yeah, and you up in there. But it's nice to know that y'all earned that. You got that joint, and they made that happen. But it definitely takes away when they put people in these positions, and you know for a fact, like, yeah, brother. Or you, you know have I mean? such other situations where it's like it's overly inclusive, like. I'm not going to say the name of the award show, but it was a award show that used to happen in Philly like every year at the TLA. And then you would look, and then it was like a big deal when the nominations came out. And then you would look, and it's like every category, 44 niggas is nominated. And you're like, yo, if everybody's nominated, who's like actually qualified mm-hmm. to this? Like, but what it was is it was a trick to sell tickets and to get people and that's talking what about it. Is. That's all that it is. Yeah. It's so it's like, yo, if, if we just get everybody, if everybody's nominated, they're they're a winner by default. If they win, it don't even matter. Mm-hmm. It just matter that they nominated because they oh, gonna tell friends. five. 15, yep. 60 niggas buy a ticket. Won. We sold out the Post TLA. Yep. Yeah. And and now yeah. we won. Yep. And Y'all gonna get these $4 trophies. names on. I'm definitely to, wondering. To the winner. <laughs> you gonna get this trophy. You gonna take it out of the trophy. players ball. It was a basketball trophy with a cape on it. 
What's on clearance? What's on clearance? Yeah, $2 gives us that joke. Fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a trophy. You get yeah. a trophy. Everybody wins. Yeah. And I think they just sent out the nominations, too. I, don't, I ain't see y'all. I was yeah. like, damn, they, they yeah. don't fuck with y'all. They don't like We don't get it. You done rub some shoulders, some elbows. We, we don't get nominated for none of this stuff. And then it's like, you know, at the end of the day, I be knowing all of these people. Mm. Not only do I know these people, I know y'all dirty secrets. I know where the bodies is buried. I know that you sexually harassed the girl. Like I be knowing, like yeah. so it's like they don't even want me in the building yeah. because like I've lived a, a every kind of life you can live before this, this thing yeah. here. Like right. I was in the streets. I did party promoting for fifteen years. Yeah, we like get it too. I, I've I, so I know these guys from different stuff, and I've caught them in compromising positions a time or two. <laughs> I seen them with their pants, with their pants with pockets their flipped down. upside. No, Damn. with their pants pockets inside flipped out. inside out because a nigga went through them and took Ooh. all their money. Like so, oh, yeah. it'd be certain stuff that like has went on, and they're like, no, nah, they want to make sure you absolutely can't not. Nah, that, that's not happening. No. I haven't done anything to these people. <laughs> That's the fucked up part. You're just associated. I'm just around. You know what I'm saying? Listen. I'll be honest. I don't really care. Like, I, and that's kind of where I, like, mentally put myself. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. worried about certain things. I don't... All that negativity, I don't... I don't yeah, you see, like, you just be chilling. You just doing what you love, and you just kind of down for the ride. But. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, I'm in the same places that I'm that I'm at. And those right. are the places I care about, and the shit I don't care about, I don't even fucking factor into it the don't equation. Change with, with, with you it's just what it on. is. Like, right. it don't move me. It don't shake me. It just... We do what we do, and if you fuck with it, you fuck with it. If you don't, you That's don't. Facts. That's life. It's like, you can't make everybody a fan. Yeah, no, yeah. for real. Because even with us, it was like... For a while, man, you know, like, we started this shit, like, 2015 originally, yeah. and it was like, nobody was doing it. So even when those award shows you talking about, and I'm not hearing certain things and certain shit, mm -hmm. it was, like, baffling. And you just learn, like, you know what, fuck it, like, and I don't awesome. do no extra research. Yeah, the homies is nominated, and then the homies' homies is nominated, yeah. and then my girl nominated. Like, like, I, think it, I think it's <laughs> one of them things where I kind of had to, like, look at myself one day, where it's like, if I was that person, would I nominate me? No. Right. I don't even talk to people at the time. <laughs> you know so it's like, it makes total sense. It's like, it is, like I said, we do what we do, and that's it. Yeah. There are people who love us. There are people who vouch for us. And I'm talking about like, like we interviewed a councilwoman today. Like we, we do real live things where real live people in and around certain industries love what we do. I have people yeah. who've come to me with like crying testimony about how we help them get through this or get mm. through that. Or, you know, I talked about like the weight loss thing yeah. or talked about credit or whatever, whatever. You you don't know what people are going through. Right. So sure. when you get people to come to you like, yo, y'all help me get through this depression or right. you help me really turn my life around or I just bought my first house because of the credit tips that y'all gave me yeah, on Patreon. I just Patreon. bought my second BMW mm. like, in like, 12 months. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like literally when you get those it's like, all right, well, I don't really care that this person is like, I don't like the way yeah, they, 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 really they, they don't. It really, it doesn't it exist. It doesn't hold almost. a candle to what you really, the, those real attributes that mean something. When yeah. those people jump in your DM talking about how they love it, it's so dope and shit like that. That's the shit that really means yeah. something. What people don't realize is that we've interviewed any and everybody. Mm -hmm. from Phil, from and around Philly that's doing anything. Yeah. Not just rappers, not just uh, managers, not just entrepreneurs, not just, like, we've interviewed everybody that's yeah. got any type of momentum or whatever that's doing anything going on. So if you do a Philly-based show and you don't nominate us, your platform is invalidated because that means you don't know what's going on. Yo. Facts. Facts. Big facts. So let's go back even before the podcasting. So, Matt... You was working for Septa. 
back in the day. We have to talk about that. <laughs> you know, we, we like to All do right, a little fine. digging. Because I think that that is, I was trying to figure out how do you even say it? Working for SEPTA in Philly? What do you mean? Like, Philly is hard. I, you know, you backdoor dickhead, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> how you deal with shit like that? Uh, <sighs> Was it stressful? Really? I kind of played with it. Okay. Like I made it fun. You know, that's kind of how I got like my social media shit. Like I would basically just tell yeah. funny stories and act a fool out there on the street with the people and shit like that. Mm. And I never really got into like crazy shit. I, I did beat a nigga up one time, but that was, you <laughs> know, <laughs> yeah, that was years ago. That <laughs> um, was early in the, uh, that was early in the, in the thing. Before they put the cameras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, was before the cameras. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That was uh, yeah. 2011? Yeah, it was t- oh, 11. Yeah, 2011. November 2011. What'd he do? Uh, spit at me. Oh, nah. See, yeah, yeah, that's grounds against your ass. That's the universal yeah. language. If you yeah. want to get it on, just spit at me. We're going to go. It didn't hit me, but it just... I, yeah, it spits my direction. It's just, it's yeah, just yeah, the energy of it. Don't send that shit over here. And I kind of just, you know, blacked a little bit, but, you know. Like I said, I was young. You got to remember, I started mm-hmm. at 7 when I was 23. Yeah, you so, was in the game early. Yeah, I was a fucking child. You know what I mean? And uh, like I said, it's one of them things where it was cool for the time being. And you figure, I was there 14 years. And uh, yeah, it just like, I look at a lot of jobs now where things are changing, especially with like COVID, how things right. like just, a lot of these jobs that were career jobs back in the day are going to be more revolving door mm-hmm. as we go forward. Like back in the day, if you got a job at like Amtrak or SEPTA, yeah, SEPTA or was the one, you were a police officer. I know people who've left being cops, man, this shit corny. Yeah. Yeah. Man, <laughs> man said he get me the down of Columbia. Y'all. Like, like motherfuckers, because a lot of these jobs, they're not the same. Not there the isn't same. the yeah. same level of respect from management to the employee level. That's there isn't that. the same... Uh, when I first started Accepta, you almost had like a uh, a level of autonomy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there was a certain level of like, you over there, we don't bother you. You right. in, so do your thing. Yeah, like it was like a gang. Like, you know, once you in, you ain't getting fired. No, it's I, keep a it, I, I remember when I first tired. started, them old heads that play six car rummy and all that shit, they used to and sit there and like gamble to like, if you ain't got no money, you take the bus down the street. Go ahead, take mm. the 17 down the street. And <laughs> Alright. <laughs> like, that was how it was. And then you brought in the cameras, the satellite, the GPS. Like a lot of people when I first started, we didn't even have cameras or satellite. You take the bus anyway. We take the bus home. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But my it's like once right on the block. No, my baby used to do that shit all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I remember one yes. good old head, he got fired. He signed up for a school tripper. <laughs> signed up for a school tripper. Cause that's basically like outside of your run. Like say you take a run to do five trips on the 52. Uh-huh. So you do a school tripper where you basically kept picking up the kids at this spot and you gotta be like school okay. buses taking right. kids directly to yeah, the school. Yeah, they used to be outside the school and shit sometimes. Some people- Exactly. Cause I used, to do, I used to do diving and shit. But he okay. signed up for a school for a Roman Catholic. Parents started complaining like they kids just wasn't getting to school and shit. They go realize he at the fucking casino. Motherfuckers <laughs> 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 was crazy. You could do anything. You know what I mean? And I'm not Valet saying parking the yeah. bus. <laughs> <laughs> the watch is going for me. Nothing <laughs> right out. I get fifty dollars for cars. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah. But um, you know, like I said, there was just a certain level of graciousness you right. had in a lot of these things back now. I, this is just all across the board. People I know who who work for, like I said, Amtrak. People I know who work for cable company like yeah. it was a lot of different things where if you got that job it was like it was good you you set you, you hit the you, lottery you, yeah. you 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 got a pension you, you man you yeah. did it that's it yeah you get that yeah. I, you don't need I, nothing I, you probably even know him a friend of my family member oh, his I name brian <laughs> brian was a bunch of light skin 
heavy set beard. Where'd he drive it? Glasses. He from Miami, so I don't. I no, I mean, like, you. what bus did he drive? I cannot tell you. you I know, know one you. Brian who was heavy set, light skin, and wore glasses, and I feel like you talking about B. Probably, probably B, yeah. It's probably short and cool, little deep voice. Yo, what's up? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel <laughs> yeah. like I know who you talking that, about. It got to be him. But yeah, it, like, Brian had that job forever. Yeah. But it was like, no, like, bro, you can accept the joint. You cool. They pay you good. Yeah. You going slow. You can you can you can you there for a while. You get the good route. Nigga. You know what I mean? Your schedule you cool. Already. Yeah. Yeah, but you you could run people over. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm being really honest, dog. I remember, my, I, I remember my first accident I got in. I was on uh, the 33 at uh, 22nd in Cambria. I think there was a dollar store right there in the corner. And I pulled in. People was getting off the bus. And I went to pull out in the back of the Arctic, swung around, and I like slammed the back into this potato chip truck, like mangled it, put it all up on the curb and shit. Mm. So I got off, I looked, I'm like, damn, I hit all that shit. <laughs> the people was like, go, go, get the fuck out. I'm like, nah, nigga, we can't lean no hitting. What the fuck is wrong with So people all out there, like, just go, nigga. What neighborhood is you in? Shit. I was in and the, uh, <laughs> the supervisor came and I was nervous as shit. Mind you, I'm fresh out of training and shit. I'm just like, they ain't gonna fire me for this job. I'm still in the probation and shit. She came, she looked at it, she was like, all right, she did all the shit. She was like, are we supposed to be up for schedule? And I'm like, what you mean? She was like, you can go to 16th and JFK and, and you can start working the back. I'm like, Oh, we can just hit shit. <laughs> oh, I bet. That's like, when you know. Yeah. I'm like, we can just hit shit. Like, I don't even got to take a piss though. There's real like, roots around here. I'm like, all right, bet. Thank God, take a suspension. Yeah. Right back on another bus. And like I said, over the years, it just the the energy changed change. to where once you saw that older management kind of leave, mm. and that's something people don't really realize when it comes to a lot of jobs. It's like there was a level of autonomy across the board. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying to where you didn't even have to follow certain procedures, even though they're in place, you might not right. have to follow them because that's just the nature of the job. Right. But now, like social media, like the news, like movies, like television, like music, everybody had to get more socially aware, mm. ready for like you know, Careful, yeah. care. You had to become like real, real strict as far as what you could do. What you could do, yeah. Like, like I said back in the day, I had a situation where I literally choked the life out of somebody on the bus, yeah. and it's just like. Uh, yeah, but now you get into a situation where you curse at somebody and they film it on the phone and that go viral. Oh, you done, you know. So it's you just that. a sensitive society. So I'll be honest with you. Back in the day, to me, it was easier to do it. Right. Whereas I saw like the tightening of everything over the last couple of years, where it's like yo, you almost can't even function in this shit. No. You know cool. what I mean? Like you, you physically, especially when you're dealing with. I always say it's one of those jobs and one of those positions where you force me to be professional around the most unprofessional people on the planet. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think, because all of us are pretty, like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Langston got lotion and shit. Like, we all cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But when you get down, like, Kensington and, like, the deep parts of North, like, these people don't function. Yeah. Like, they, they, don't, they don't have any, like, understanding of it. So when you're trying, like... Somebody I know, he got in a situation where he, he, he ran into a woman who was sitting in a recliner in the rain mm. under the L. I am. And it's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do emotionally after that happened? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, why are you sitting in a recliner in the middle of the street in the rain? But she was high. Just sitting there chilling. Bought the recliner outside and put it in the street in the rain. And he couldn't see because it was pouring down rain. Ooh, shit. Damn. Yeah, sheesh. That's a bitch. She checked? No, she ain't done. Oh, all right. But, like, you know. Being high. And then dope strength. Yeah, dope strength. 
I, got, I can remember day. pulling up to the corner at a, uh, on a 54, fuck, Kensington and Somerset. I opened the door and this girl came running on the bus, butt ass naked, ran on the bus screaming that the devil was chasing her. She's like, the devil's chasing me, devil's chasing me, devil's fucking chasing me. And literally, butt ass naked, ran up the steps on the bus, ran all the way through the bus and ran off the back door. I just kept going. I'm just, I was like, whatever, man. <laughs> and you almost get shell shocked. Like you used to this shit yeah, after a while. Like yeah. that's it. You know, it's 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 one of them jobs. Where I could tell stories for days. That's like, why they say you probably got some of the craziest oh, yeah. I, stories. My man, bro. he a lawyer. And he he was telling me he was like when they whenever they do jury selection, they love when SEPTA drivers come in because it's like we love having SEPTA drivers on a jury because they they nothing shocks them. Yeah, they just <laughs> <and> everything. <laughs> you, what, you you do that you shit for two three, two three years. I last one. My I was telling my girl how crazy the bus was. She's like, you making this shit up. It's no way this is like, this is when we first started dating. I'm just like, no, I'm telling you, it's just, it's ridiculous. She was like, I'm gonna come get on the bus. And I'm like, come ride with me, see this shit. You know what I'm saying? My last trip, I was on 48. <laughs> last trip, we downtown. Remember Big Bangs? Big Bangs. Raider City Hall? It sounds familiar. I it's the bar. And Arch. Right across okay. from City Hall. Right. right across from the municipal building, actually. It's, I forgot what it's called now. But I know what you're talking about. We pull up a Big Bang. She she, she got a martini glass in her hand right at the top. So I'm like, yo, you can't come on here with liquor. She like, drink the shit. <laughs> Crash your glass. <laughs> come on, I'm getting on the bus. I'm like, all right. So we riding. So whole way up North Philly, she just like, I got the pee. Can you speed this motherfucker up? I got to pee. Da, 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 da. So my girl sitting literally in the first seat and she just like, what the fuck is wrong with her? I'm like, she, she be like this. I see her all the time. So I'm driving, whatever, whatever. We get, we get to the drawer. She like, you killing me. You going so fucking slow tonight. Da, 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 da. She get up and go to the back of the bus. So my girl was like, where is she going? I'm like, oh, she going to pee. And I, I'm, I'm still driving or whatever. And literally, you 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 hear my fuckers like going crazy, screaming. Over, the piss was rolling down. The, she in the back, squatted over, peeing in the back of the bus, and I'm just like, yo, next stop, York. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't this shit. Oh So the people, one of the niggas, he didn't realize what was going on. He had like his earphones on or whatever. He looked down. He like, yo, what the fuck? He like, bitch, you pissed on the floor, my feet and this shit. You stupid. He going crazy. She like, let me off this motherfucker. She opened the back door. He chased her off the bus. <laughs> he chasing her down the street. So it's like six or seven motherfuckers on the bus. I'm like, listen, yo, it's the last trip. I'm the last 48. Yeah. I can get y'all off the bus and just take it in, or I can call it. If I call it, they're going to make me put y'all off. They like, it's cool, don't worry, motherfuckers. Let just it ride. ride. <laughs> 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 and, I, and I look over my girl, my girl's just like, it's <laughs> a normal you. last night. This is like, shit, regular. Yeah, nah, that's how this shit goes. And I see her all the time. I dealt with her a lot. So it's like, it's one of them things where I used to make fun of it. And like yeah. how I'm telling the story, that's kind of what I would do. But it definitely got to a point of like, yo, this shit is like, it's a headache. It it's like I come in and I go out on the street and deal with all of that. Then I got to come in here and deal with y'all looking in the back at a camera like, mm -hmm. why you didn't do this in that moment? Why you didn't do this? Right. Why you didn't do that? Why was you doing this? Why was you doing this? It just became ridiculous after a while. Just said, I had a lady, last, last one, white lady gets on the bus, drunk as shit. I knew she was drunk when I opened her. I shouldn't even have let her on. But she gets on, she roasted. She was like, you look like that rapper. I'm like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> So then as, as she turned away from me, I pulled off and she, boom, hit the floor. Face first. Bust her whole shit open. Oh, just no. fell? Like she just just like a sack of potatoes. She bust her whole shit open. Mm. So I, I got to call in because there's blood all over the place or whatever. I call it in. <clears throat> they like, oh, take the bus off the street. Go to the, I went to the specific depot so they could clean it, whatever, whatever. 
Now, when you have an incident, they're supposed to watch 15 minutes before or 15 minutes after, and they can write you up for anything, any infraction that comes with that. Mm. Whatever. Now, mind you, I'm at Plymouth Meeting. I'm on the 27th. I'm at right. Plymouth Meeting when this shit happens. I need to catch that joke. I'm, up, I'm all the way up Plymouth Meeting. <laughs> so the, the director called me in the office. He got the shit pulled up on the camera. So I'm like, what the fuck they done seen now? So he's like, yeah, I'm going to show you something. So he pulls the video up. It's me on the highway on 76. So I'm like... There's no way this is within 15 minutes of me being all the way up Plymouth, Plymouth meeting yeah, yeah. from the highway. He's like, no, I ain't write you up. I just I was watching video. Would you see something? It's me eating chips on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, don't be eating no you chips. You're supposed to do that. Yeah. 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 It has nothing to do with the discipline there. <laughs> and it's just like, who wants to do with this? Yeah, yeah, Every day. I got this long ass ride yeah. from motherfucking Ridge Avenue. All he like, you ain't eat just one chip. You eat the whole bag. Big ass $2. <laughs> I was like, man, I was fucking cruising. Man, like, man, yeah. 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 You know it was stupid shit. Like I said, it was it was fun and it was cool for the time being and it just I got to a point where I was like kinda just can't, past it. can't be forever. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh Diddy, yourself. Yes. You got you got a real uh diverse. Yeah, very diverse background as yeah. well. So you 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 actually were in the corporate world before. Yeah. Yeah, I worked in okay. corporate for like nine years. I worked for Enterprise Rental Car. Um, then I worked for Enterprise Fleet as a, a business-to-business sales. Mm-hmm. Then I worked for ADP as a, a district manager doing right. human resource sales, like ADP, the payroll company or whatever like that, doing district, uh, d- as a district manager doing payroll sales. And then after that, it was just like straight nightclub. I was yeah. already doing the club stuff on and on, on and off before then, but then after that, I just abandoned corporate. I was about to say, like, how you... You know, we always assume like the 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 party promoters be like niggas from the street. They, oh, they are. You they, know, they like, the always the hood niggas. They yeah. don't want no corporate job. Yeah, refuse to have one. They ain't yeah. getting it. You know, barely educated type shit. Like, not saying y'all stupid, but um, <laughs> y'all are. I'm, I'm, <laughs> saying, like, I'm just I'm saying, saying, like, you know, it's like where hustlers go to hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, how did you end up in party promoting from corporate? Well, the first organized party that I threw was like my 25th birthday party. So you're talking about, um, by the time this era, I'm be 40. So it's like 15 years ago at Benny the Bums, my man Mikey O, whatever. Me, my man Mikey O, Truck, my man Heem, free my man Heem. We did a party at Benny the Bums on like a Wednesday night or something like mm. that. And I did my birthday party. And my flyer was like uh, the Lil Wayne dedication flyer. That was oh, like my yeah. first party or whatever that I did. So this tells you the era of, of what was going on. So we did this party, whatever. I made some decent money. Um, and then from there, you know, it was basically shown that like I had like a little bit of a following. And this is before Instagram and Twitter and all. This is like the Facebook days. Okay. So it was like just Facebook and I had paper flyers. Handing them. Handing them yeah. Jones out. Any and everywhere I went or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. So that was like my first taste of like getting any type of money like throwing parties and stuff. So from there, we started having like a Saturday uh, residency at Solo, which is the Ave now on Delaware Ave. Mm-hmm. It was Egypt once upon a time. Oh, like, Egypt. Yeah. That was the 80s. Big giant super club right yeah. at the corner of uh, Front and Spring Garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Delaware Ave and Spring Garden rather. So we had a Saturday residency there. Um, we was doing stuff at a spot called Privé, which used to be Bluzette on Market Street. Like, just a bunch of different places. Like, yeah, any yeah, and everywhere around yeah. the city, whatever. My man Mikey, you know, he live in Tampa now, but he was like a big deal in partying. He was like, you know, one of like the godfathers of like Philly nightlife or whatever. That's right. So we was like, he was like navigating me around, showing me a lot of stuff. And then I just kind of like cold turkey, like left, stopped throwing parties and went full fledged like into my career. Like, I'm yeah. not going to be a degenerate. 
Yeah. I'm drinking all night. You know what I'm saying? I'm out six, seven days a week. Get my shit together. Exactly. Let me get yeah. my life together or whatever. And then at some point, fast forwarding, uh, my man Ali, Ali Young Moolah from Uptown, I used to always go to his parties. Like He was the only person that would get me to like come uptown and go to his parties. They used to do stuff at like um, Champagne's and uh, what was the other spot on Shelton Avenue, like closer Jaguar. to Wissahickon, closer to Wissahickon. Um, can't think of I can't think of the name of it, but it's, it's something. It's King's Cafe now, but it used to be something else before that or whatever. Um, but yeah, we was we so he, I would go up there, go party with them, whatever, whatever. He was like, "Yo, I got I got big bangs mm -hmm. downtown Monday nights." And then we started. This is right when Twitter hit, like 2010, mm -hmm. 2011. And then we started throwing these Monday nights. And then like the first Monday, we was on Sunday nights first. Mm -hmm. And then it was like. Us in there. Was no, it was us. <laughs> it, was it, was us. it was us and the door person. So first, like two Sundays, it's like, yo, this shit ain't working. It was like, yo, uh, Bang, who's the guy? Big Bangs. He's like Asian guy was named Bang somehow. He's like Bang said, yo, we can switch to Mondays. So I'm like Mondays. I don't know how that's gonna work. After work crowd, I'm like, no, it's gonna work. I'm telling you. And we did like two Mondays, and then it exploded. And we got to the point where on Monday nights, where we used to have to lock the door and do like one in and one out. And we was having like 400 people come out like every Monday in this little small, like confined space. And it became like the biggest shit in the city. And then from that, it just opened up a whole world of me to basically like do whatever I wanted, throwing parties after that. Because they was like, yo, y'all crazy niggas is like got all these people coming out on yeah. a Monday night. You, you could do, do whatever, yeah, you could yeah, do whatever you, you, you want. Yeah, like, you know, if you're a good dude. Yeah, and, and like it was me, my man um, Ali, eBay, uh, my man Mutter, and Ao was the host. I was gonna say Ao crazy. Ao was the host, and once we added Ao as the host, went shit went crazy. And it's like people just loved it. People would literally come and sing karaoke all night, and then eventually shit went left. Somebody got poked up, yeah. and then Always some the drama. mayor came and, and did a press popping. conference. Yeah. Mayor walked down the street. <laughs> being in town too. Yes, yeah. that, and that's what it was. It was like they got labeled a nuisance bar mm -hmm. because of the incident. We tried to sneak and like, oh, we gonna switch and tonight to do and do stuff. And you know, cause they was making too much money. It's making like $30,000 every Monday. Jeez. Who wants to give that Monday up? Right. Nobody. Yeah. But that. when the mayor and the, uh, the the deputy inspector come in front of your place and label you a nuisance bar, mm. these niggas gotta go. Yeah, they gotta kicked go. us. They kicked our asses out. So, few weeks we go. We found Mikey's. So mm. then the weather breaks. Spring. Monday night. Indoor outdoor. Now we got Mikey's, and then this shit grew to seven hundred people mm. on a Monday night. And our biggest party there, we did the uh, Danny Rumpf Classic after party on a Monday. You know, the finale for Danny Rumpf is on Monday. Mm -hmm. They had like 1,200 people, okay, on a oh, Monday yeah. night. So you you go at this party shit. At that point. Yeah. Yeah, at that point. You, and then, you, you know. You had something. You like, I'm outside. And then, um, you know, we was bouncing around. We did a big party at a spot called Industry 19. It's right where, on the oh, block man. where Bankroll Philly is now. Mm -hmm. Industry 19 was there. My man, Justin Carson. We did a party so big there, it scared them. Mm. It was like, yo, it's too many fucking people here on a Thursday. We, we will refer you to another venue to push you, to to push you somewhere else. And so then we went wow. to Aura down on uh, front and spread, not front and spread, yeah, front and Fairmount. Front, front and Fairmount. Yeah. We, so right we went there. The gas station and all that We shit. went there and we did yeah. Thursday nights. Me, uh, Ready Rock, my man North Philly Meach. North Philly Meach's first party he ever did was with me. That's hard. Uh, my man Smoke from Uptown and my man Bo. And then we did Thursdays there. 
did the biggest parties. Meek came one night. We did a, like a powerhouse pre-party. Meek and Trey Songs came. Trey Songs parked this tour bus outside. And came to our party because it was like, yo, what's the biggest shit going on in Philly on Thursday? You ain't had to pay him to no, come No, just showed up. Damn. We did Wale concert after party one time uh, on a, on a, I think on a Thursday or Friday. Um, but yeah, I, like the biggest stuff you can do in the city, I've done it. You did it, yeah. I was the marketing director for Vanity Grand for like three say, years. Yeah, Vanity Days, it was the days too. Yeah. All the celebrities. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, I guess from there you was able to have packed houses. Yeah, you they see everybody out. now, like who's the, like some of the biggest artists? So the biggest artists I was probably like Lil Baby and Lil <laughs> Dirt. Mm-hmm. We brung them to the city before anybody. When Lil Baby first had my dog, uh, me and my man Coon from uh, Dream Chasers, Meek, uh, used to be Meek Manager or whatever, we brung Lil Baby, performed live at Vanity with Black Poppy, mm. and then shortly after that, we brung Dirk for the first time uh, with my man Kion, Trap Street Kion, that's like getting all these artists from Philly signed or whatever. Yeah. He was over there working at Vanity with me in the beginning, and we brung Lil Dirk, and then that started the like, that celebrity that, that, thing every time. Exactly. But even even that. still, but yeah. just kind of like solidifying like how big Dirk's following was in Philly. Because the first time we did Dirk, like 600 people came. And then the second time we did Dirk, 1,200 people came. And then the third time we did Dirk, 2,200 people came. Yeah. So it just got like progressively bigger and bigger and bigger. And then now when he comes here, you see him selling out like the Man Music Center or the Leah right. Corps Center, a, a like seven right. yeah. to 10,000 tickets. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. But... We started that. Yes. That's crazy. And so what happened with the Vanity situation? So Vanity got to a point where um, basically mismanagement before I got the like marketing director position. Mm-hmm. And um, my man, John Meehan, who was the owner of Van- not only Vanity, but cheerleaders, mm-hmm. he's the best nightclub owner on earth. That's like awesome. nobody beats him. He fair. He want everybody to make money. Um, you know, he understands his business. He understands the plight of the promoter, the whole thing. And he basically got made an offer he couldn't refuse in order to sell Vanity. Mm. And I can't disclose, like, numbers, but it was right. basically was like a deal where it was like, yo, not only will we make you financially whole from day one. So it's like, we don't care what you made, whatever. What did you put out in order to get into this venture? Cool. So we'll backtrack. We'll make you financially whole from no. day one and allow you to operate for like four more months out before we come in here, shut this down and redo it. And the Sin City group from New York ended up buying it or whatever. So that last three months of 2019, January, February, March, we just did the craziest like blowout parties like ever. Yeah. And it's like, we was just hitting every single week we was hitting. We did uh, like Flip the Narrow when he had the Leave Me Alone record out. We did good with that. We had Casanova when he was like big. We did like 700 people with Casanova. Mm-hmm. We had a party with Chinese Kitty and I don't know, some homeless people. That brought out like <laughs> 600 people. Uh, but then like we started to get into like March. We did YBS Scola. We did March Madness. We did YBS Scola the first week. We did uh, Lil Dirk. Um, and Moneybag Yo back to back on a Friday and Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I think Moneybag Yo did like 1,100 people or 1,500 people. And then Dirk came back and did 2,200 the next night. Mm-hmm. Two nights in a row. We did Fabulous in the mix of that. And we did G Herbo. And then I think the last party we did there was uh, the North versus South party that they do every year. I remember that. Uh, with the South Philly Asians and, yeah, and Trap Street and, and all that, Bottle Wars and all that shit. Then that was the last party at Vanity. But we, like, we blew the shit out so much so like... That last quarter of being open, like, no lie, like, the club made 
over seven figures mm. for sure. And you made it right before COVID. Right you before COVID. Right before COVID was about yeah. to hit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a vicious jump. Yeah, you gotta run, man. Y'all had Gucci up there. We was down there. We yeah, do, Gucci, uh, Migos. Uh, the first time Cardi B came out after uh, she had uh, Culture was at Vanity Grand. Mm. I made the video that went viral on the Shade Room. The Shade Room picked it up. All the blogs picked it up. She was in a section dancing or whatever. Yeah. And they and I, that was my video that they lifted from Vanity's page, and then it just traveled mm. all over. This is before the days of like, hey, uh, I see this is they making some noise. Shit, Can yeah. I? They used to take your shit. Yeah. 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 Rick Ross came, <laughs> shut it down, like the fire department came. Yeah, that was the, the all-white party Capacity, we did. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that was yeah, our nice party. Worse in there. Vanity, that's what I'm saying. Vanity was that shit. I don't yeah. know why. So why didn't Sin City pick up? Adopt that same Yeah, vibe, because like, Sin City uh, came in with a different aesthetic. Like, Sin City's owners, um, uh, they were in the South Bronx in New York or whatever. I think they still got that spot up there. Um, but they operate like show bars or whatever, yeah. which is like partially new, not really like gritty, like, yeah. you know, urban, like Magic City type strip club stuff or whatever. So their whole aesthetic is we want to attract uh, like a diverse crowd, mainly white and yeah. Hispanic people or whatever like that. Even if they trappers, they could be Hispanic. Like They could be trappers <laughs> as long as they're Hispanic. Like, because historically, they just come, do what they do, throw their money, go the fuck home. Yeah. Yeah. Niggas shoot people. Niggas bring, <laughs> so, niggas bring drama. <laughs> niggas bring a lot of drama. Yeah. So with that in mind, they just like, yo, we kind of want to stay away from, from like that, that urban overly urban audience because they don't want to make the mistake of like getting hooked on the cash. Right. Niggas come with cash. And it's hard to turn that off once you turn it on. It's like, oh, well, yeah, we made 200000 last month. We ain't doing After that, it's like, now this is our spot. We love it here. We want to yeah. come here. We coming every week. We coming every day. Nigga, y'all yeah. open seven days? Yeah. We coming every day. So now yeah. you get to a point where, because niggas is in here every day, you fuck around and on a Monday have some shit that ruins the rest, not only the rest of your week, but the rest of your clientele. your month and your yeah. clientele to where the people that you've been nurturing to come here don't want to come no more because of... And now you got to cater to the niggas. Now you, they, they now you all in on, on the niggas. Yeah, I, had, I had a run playing like high stakes poker and one of the guys I played with, he was white and owned a bunch of bars and mm -hmm. like spots and shit. And I remember having a conversation with him where he would say... The nights with he was trying to say it without saying it. He was like, you know, when the you know when the brothers come, man. He, you know what I'm saying? Trying to be as PC yeah, as possible. He's like, you know, when the brothers come, man. They get it. They get to order bottles and let me get this and that. And to build twenty two thousand, they don't give a fuck because they bought forty. And he's like, it'd be great, but it's like I need ninety five security guards <laughs> to offset. That and sometimes shit. that's not enough. Yeah, he was like on the nights. You know, other nights, you know, you got guys come in. He's like, it is crazy when you think about it. They don't do that. That's not right. their culture. Mm -hmm. right. He's like, they, they might ask for like a bottle of Jägermeister. If that. Yeah. He's if like, that. I can't make no fucking yeah. money with no Jägermeister. <laughs> so the money's yeah. good, but the, the other shit that come with it ain't good. And it's yeah. just, you know, it just, like I tell him all the time, like, it's funny because I, I don't drink and I'm not really one of those people. Like yeah. I, I literally, we were in Miami. I remember we went deep as shit. We had, we had rented all these cars. We just fucking house. It was ridiculous. And we went to the club and we got in there and they was like, yo, everybody, we, everybody want to just get a bottle for the section. I'm just like, well, all right, let me, let me get a bottle of Grey Goose. And they was like, Grey Goose? I'm like, no one drinks that? <laughs> oh, y'all like, y'all off the goose? Yeah. Y'all mess with the goose no And more. she, she, they was like, get the bottle of whatever the fuck it was. And I was like, yeah, let me get a bottle of this. She's like, okay, they 500. And I'm just like, 
No, just one bottle. <laughs> I don't need a case. <laughs> just one bottle. Yo. And she was like, yeah, they 500. I was like, y'all beat y'all the pizza place. I left. I got my car in the valley. I got a meat lover's pizza. I'm, I was like, y'all beat y'all the pizza. I paid $5 for this bottle. Look at you crazy. So it's like, it, it's that, but that energy and that yeah. attitude. Like, think about it. You're not about to have bottle wars without... Us. Yeah, without us. You can't possibly pull that off with a group that's why, that's why of white businessmen and that, yeah. it's just not. Even like my white homies, my white Jewish homies, my white Italian homies that go to the club and buy, they're not having bottle wars. Like they're yeah. buying two bottles. Yeah. We're getting a bottle of Tito's and like a bottle of Yeager. I remember seeing something when Jeezy dropped uh, TM103. Apparently he had something and it was like he bought 103 bottles. Yeah. Mm. Man, he could have just got a billboard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what get the that fuck? Shit BMF, yeah, like. I'm hungry. Y'all I'm sorry, man. For sure. Y'all ready? Came yeah, ready to eat. Set us up. Yeah, I'm ready to eat, too. Y'all already know what it is. It's your boy, Smooth. It's your girl, Amber Green, y'all. We got TRP in the building. My man, Matt. My man, Chad. We be right back. Let's go. Bong. It's our favorite part of the show. That's your favorite. Yes, sir. Ah, chef. What you got cooking? You already know. <laughs> Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy, Smooth. Cooking up 215. It's my favorite part of the show. Time to get into that food. We got my man Chef D with us. Chef D. What's going on? My man, I appreciate you coming through. Listen, tell everybody what you got for us today. So tonight we got uh Thai glazed salmon. It's paired with red bliss mashed potatoes and roasted asparagus. Mm. And it's smelling good. Yeah, it tastes you know good too. The fresh sauce, the fresh salmon, that's yeah. done looking amazing. Is the, is the flower edible? You can get it. Yeah. Straight from Thailand. <laughs> oh, man. We outside of Porter Mill right now. Okay. All right. So what do you do as a chef? Like, what type of offers? I mean, what type of things do you offer? Well, right now, currently, I'm doing a lot of catering, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of private dinners. Okay. I go back and forth between here and Miami. I do restaurant consulting. So right. some restaurants that's not doing too good, they call me in and figure out the kinks and what they got going on with their restaurant. I try to help them get it back together and... Increase their income. Damn, so you are saving bars. Trying to. Get you a show, you know what I'm saying? Trying to. Make it happen. Yeah, that's hard. That's super hard. That's crazy. They call you to rescue the situation. Come on, man. We don't need Ramsey. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? We got Chef D outside. Yeah. Well, listen, let everybody know where they can find you, how they can get a meal themselves, or if they want to book you to come cater something. Yeah, like so on uh, IG and Facebook, you can find me at dnice underscore meals underscore 215. It's the same on all platforms. Uh, it's pretty uh, simple how to book me. It's in my, in my bio, the information there. You basically fill out a form. I have somebody contact you, and then we just go from there. That's dope. And you you, you bring us these uh, pure joints, pure fuel? Yeah, pure fuel. That's my man Staff and his partners, uh, Doobie. Uh, they got this pure fuel. It's a hydration drink. It's uh, no added sugar. It's plant-based. And I mean, I, I grew up under under staff, you know what I mean, from my hood. So I try to show them love as much as I can. That's hard, man. Listen, city supporting the city. Of course. That's the only way we can do it. Of we course. Gotta, we got to support each other, show that love. Of course. So listen, man, I appreciate you. We're going to get into this food. I mean, you, you already know how we do. We're going to let you know how this thing hitting. Yeah. And I already know where it's going to be at. Yep. And my slogan is you deserve to eat good. That's for everybody, whether you're homeless whether you're rich, you're halfway, middle class, we all deserve to eat good. Facts, yo. So we about to eat good. Let's go. My man, Chef D. Appreciate you. It's your boy Smooth. It's cooking up 215. Let's get back to the show.
Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Smooth. It's your girl Emma Grand. Listen, we still here with my guys from TRP. My man, what up? What Jeff up, Diddy? My man Matt. And it's time to get into that food. Y'all know this is my favorite part. My man Chef D Nice, man, he came through. We blessed us with the asparagus, with the Thai chili sauce. We did the Thai chili sauce sauce by itself. You know what I'm saying? Just so it had its own flavor. Like it didn't even get put with nothing else. Just straight Thai chili, so it ain't tainted by some asparagus. None of that. Special. It's time. Y'all pick the books out. What you, what you He's thinking the books out. Yeah, like because that was very special. DJ Khaled. Nice. <laughs> Sweet Thai salmon. This little flower ain't edible, mm. is it? It is. You said it's straight from Thailand. You said that flower was straight from Thailand. That is salmon hitting full. That's mm. it. That wow. Yeah, that's actually really good. So, that flavor. Yeah, once I put it in the air fryer, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, this salmon hit. You know, some people overcook the salmon, it turns into a brick. And remind y'all, you know, we shooting, so the joint ain't as hot as it should be. But this thing, everything. Straight as it is. When you can fuck food up while it's still a little chilly, definitely. It's a win. It's, it's a, a win. It's so moist. You know what I mean? Is that joint when you come in? You was out all night at the club, still got your plate. Throw that, throw that 30 seconds. Yeah, you just fuck that joint straight up. You ain't got you no way. You said you don't fuck with the microwave, yeah. though. When you're drunk, man, you got to get you out of When you're drunk, you, you, you don't give a fuck when you're drunk. Any, anything's possible. But if I'm sober, I care about my health a little bit. The microwave really is like a... um Carcinogen? A what? <laughs> a carcinogen. carcinogen. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, she went SAT. She went put words on it. Yeah. That the microwave is it's just, you know, we older. So we grew up on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like your go-to. Me personally, I'll put anything in the air fryer though. <laughs> Literally anything. Yeah, the air fryer is where it's at. I I will I feel like the microwave, that should, that should just straight. You just lazy. Just give it the extra five minutes. If you put in the air fryer, right. a little extra five minutes. Right. It's a little safer for you, better for your health. It's going to taste it's better. Cool. Yeah, it's going to taste better. Yeah. That's my main thing, too. Like, if you put bread in the microwave, that shit shot the shit. And the that air fryer is so, so easy hard. to use. It got an individual setting for whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. Everything not made to be fried, though. Because it don't really fry it, though. If you use the right temperature, it just keeps the texture of the yeah. original, mm. the meal. Like, you know what I mean? Put your cheese stick in the air fryer. Your bread gonna have a little crisp to it. Mm. Put your cheese stick in the microwave. Bread it's hard as hell. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Too long, you do get 30 hard. seconds of bread. Everything's not meant to be air fried, but. But it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, it is. but it is. I'm putting that shit in there. <laughs> Listen. Only thing I ain't made in the air fryer yet was eggs. And that's next. <laughs> You know what's crazy? I just remember, I was thinking about, because my kids, they was using the joint or something, and I was just thinking like, damn, back in the day, my dad really used to make us make hot dogs in the microwave. You ain't never wrap a hot dog in a paper towel, wet paper towel, and put it in the microwave? We could use the water in Philly back in the day, man. Boy, let me know. Was, that's when you know you lazy as shit. You ain't had time, you ain't gonna wait for it to boil you. That's actually more time for one minute. Yeah, you, oh, you, you add, you 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 add stove, two minutes at a time to the microwave for 14 Listen, minutes. Like, you you could have just put this on the stove. That joint you know? be frozen. You wrap it in a wet tissue. Put that thing in the microwave. You got like one or two minutes. You got a hot dog or a sausage, whatever your choice is. Do you have a favorite struggle milk when you was a kid? 
Cereal. Hot dogs and pork and beans. It's not struggle meal. That's that was it. Hot dogs and pork and beans. Hot dogs and pork and beans. I remember I was having a conversation with my girl one day and she was like, no, when we used to eat the tuna helper, I'm like, oh, we wasn't that Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when I was a young woman, my mom made tuna helper like one time and that's when I knew. Like, tuna don't need no help. It did, it did, it did. <laughs> you don't need no help, tuna. I'm like, yo, is that mayonnaise? <laughs> like, what am I, what am I tasting? Like, bro. Why is it hot? 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 I almost bought it recently, but I'm just like, I can't do it to myself. You remember them Salisbury steaks? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I hated them fucking Salisbury I was in the supermarket steaks. and they had, they was 10 for 10. I see them joining like, yo. <laughs> yo, I ain't had a Salisbury steak in here. When we was 10, we used to fuck them joints up, dog. I hated them joints. That's uh, when you knew it was real. Remember, the, remember the fake riblets? That was when yeah. we were really killing it yeah. that week. Yeah. I like the chicken parm joints. Those, those was my joints. Those was my favorite yeah, I was telling him we was at dinner uh, was about, about two weeks ago. Yeah. I was like, I've had chicken parm like twice in my whole life. Mm. Like, I, yeah. I just never... Never got into it? The thought of like all that sauce on same, fried chicken same. with cheese. It just like... He a, tra- he a chicken parm motherfucker. I, I made chicken parm the other day. Me yeah. too. I made my chicken parm with uh, grilled chicken instead of... Yo, I was about of, uh, to say, I did grilled chicken. Instead of uh, battering it or whatever. I do yeah. it with grilled chicken. I think chicken. I would like it more with grilled Because we were trying to be a little healthy, you know, yeah. watch the figure. So I was like, right, yeah. I'm going to grill it. You know, for the kids and shit. So we did the grilled chicken, put the Parmesan cheese and all that shit That's on it. Yeah. That shit was hitting. Yeah, I get the fresh, like the Bellagio, like the expensive uh, Parmesan cheese. Yeah. I, get, I get like three different kinds. I get the shredded. Um, then I get like the flakes and yeah. then I'll buy like fresh mozzarella or whatever. I'm and trying then, to go to your crib. Yeah, no, I'm serious. It gets expensive cheeses. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, it's like $6 a bag. It's serious. Yeah, that's real. I went to fucking, um, what is that? Red and Terminal? Yeah. Some different kind of noodles. Some different cheeses. Yeah. Are you from, are you, you from Philly? Yeah. Okay. Born and raised. Yeah, the way you, you said know. Red and Terminal, like it was this mythical place. Because for me, <laughs> I went to that day. just started going to Red and Terminal this year, bro. Like, I literally just started getting the food from yeah. down there. I'm one of the niggas that always just ate in the neighborhood. I'm from Uptown, so we had Pagano. Oh, yeah, y'all don't cross what's a hick yeah, You know what I mean? We're not going downtown yeah, and shit like that. I'm just doing all that. You're like, do what? They got to take a step past Einstein. They like, fuck it. That shit is like, they got to get like Black Madero to sign a permission slip to leave Uptown or something like that. Because when you over there, everything is so fucking far. It's like 45 minute ride. It's literally like being <laughs> yeah. out the city. So even from here, I don't ride the uptown yeah. like that. Like yeah, it I gotta went, be. I a went to high school reason. uptown. I went to Central. So oh, yeah? I was taking nine trolleys and the sub and all that to come up there. And you know, we would Southwest West Philly niggas, we'd travel anywhere. And we don't <laughs> care. You know what I'm saying? Y'all will not leave uptown. Yeah. You yeah, motherfuckers that don't just—it's like that here too. You got them people that we like native to our area. Don't leave yeah. the area. We always talk just, about how parochial Philly is. Like motherfuckers just will not. They leave. just stay where they at. Like you got North Philly niggas that just don't leave North Philly. Like they don't even come to West Philly. They don't, like, they don't, don't even leave know what their like section of North. Like yeah, yeah, they from, got them three blocks from radius. one side of, from West abroad. Don't leave that side. Niggas from East abroad. Don't leave that side. Like yeah. it's crazy. That's yeah. real shit. That's real Let shit. me ask you this. 
It's been going on. I don't know if you've seen all this cheesesteak war shit that's going on. I was back. Yeah, it's been going crazy. Who got the best cheesesteaks in Philly? The best cheesesteaks in Philly. You think it's good? I think they got the best chicken cheesesteak, okay. but not the best regular cheesesteak. I think it depends on what type of steak you like. If you like that real Angus beef, your answer's going to be different than mine. I don't like the real super Angusy shaved beef. Like you like it super chopped, like yeah, yeah. I like it more taste more like I a like gems, uh, but Sixty Second Street gems, like when they had the gems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like They've that, been closed for a minute, right? Joint. Yeah, they remodeled. Yeah, the Jonah side. Springfield is that trash. I've gone there several times trying to like it is get not my gems fixed. It is not it's the same. Not the same. <laughs> that is not. I don't they know don't even why they did not even melt the cheese. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Going, it's funny because I, you know, you brought up me driving the bus, and that was a question I constantly get with tourists. Like, where can I go? Like, how do I get the patch? Yeah, the first thing they you about the And they would always ask, and I would, I would tell them, like... I hate know. when they mention patch the genius. Yeah, I do, too. But, I like, white people get on the bus, and they'd be like, where can I get the best cheesesteak? I'd be like, listen, this is Bobby's door in Allegheny. All right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ain't going there. Yeah, Take you your gun. Yeah, you might die. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's a Bobby's door up there that's, that's good. But all jokes aside, um... Ishka Bibbles is right there. Ishka Bibbles is like always good. Like I, I never go there and get a bad right. steak. But right. I'm going to gyms and gotten a bad one. Me too. I went to was it Phillips down South Philly on some random shit. Yeah, and um, oh my yeah. god, I got I asked for the I was like, yeah, can I get a, a, a cheesesteak, salt, pepper, ketchup, light mayo, fried onion? She was like, and that's just the way I eat cheese. I don't know how yeah. everybody else kind of gets right. freaky. Salt, pepper, ketchup, <laughs> light mayo, fried onions. And she was like, the mayo's out there, and I'm like. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> what the fuck? There's to a big-ass jar of mayonnaise on the jar. I was like, it's cool, man. Never mind. It's a clear bad sign when you got to put your own shit on your cheesesteak. My thing is, I know it's not thing is I'm like, are y'all going to put the cheesesteak in a cup? <laughs> Before so I was like, put the mayonnaise on the bread. I was like, what the fuck? And it just, it's crazy the way like different people eat that type. Now, I, me personally, I don't like the cheese with shit. Like, I, I hate no. that. Mm. I, I like American yep. cheese that's like burnt. Like, I want it to be like melted in the cheese. Like, I hate even laying it on the, the you know what I mean? Yeah, at the end. It's very, very strange. But um, it's a joint I saw the other day. People was posting it. It looked real good. It's two words. I, of course, I can't think of the name because yeah. we on air or whatever. Um, what a cheesesteak? Yeah. Was it like with the seated roll? Seated roll. Is it John's roll? No, about not John's roll. I can't pork. think of the name of it either, but I seen it too. Yo, I was like, I gotta go get stuff. me one of them joints. Right, right, that right. Yeah, good. John's roast pork in South Philly has an amazing cheesesteak, and keep in mind they cook it on. <laughs> they was number grill. two on the list. Yeah, John's roast pork is amazing. They got the seated rolls and all of that old mm-hmm. stuff. They real good. Um, Del Rossi's on like Third and Spring Garden is underrated. That's like one of my late night spots. They went until like mm-hmm. four in the morning. Del they got Rossi's good cheesesteaks. And um, Ishka Bibbles, too. Ishka you just got to keep Ishka Bibbles on the rotation. Yeah, it's, I think Ishka Bibbles got the best chicken cheese. Like, nah, they that got chicken, that I'd be like, to a joint. <laughs> choking <laughs> like that. Chicken. Yeah, that dry-ass chicken. Because everybody chunks. be, yeah, I like the yeah. chunks. See, yeah, everybody else, they the, dice that shit up too much. No longer can't do the chunk. a chicken cheesesteak to me. Now it's like a regular cheesesteak. Like, it, it don't hit the same. You need the chunks of the chicken. And they put the spinach or your green pepper, yeah. whatever you need. Like, they hit them joints all perfectly. And the fries be good. Yeah, my main thing mm-hmm. I get from Ishka Bill, I get uh, either a chopped cheese burger or a chopped turkey burger. 
cheeseburger. Oh, they do the chopped cheese? Yes. They've been doing that for years. Some New York type shit. They've been doing that. Yeah. It looked like it was listed as that. Yeah, I'll get like a chopped turkey burger, American cheese, broccoli, salt, pepper, ketchup. They come on a roll? On a roll. Long roll. Yeah. That's the like the off book Ishka Bibbles menu. Yeah, yeah, If you know, you know. You know, you know. Yeah. I can't find it. I'm finna fuck around and find out. Yeah, my favorite spot, it actually just closed last week, was Doc's Deli. Oh yeah, and, uh, I used to live I, on that block. County, I used to live seventy one Hartley uh, Road. Okay, right yeah, there. Lansdowne. Yeah. They closed, and I always say like, I know this is going to sound nuts, but when it comes to a cheesesteak, I feel like the the best ingredient to like good cheesesteaks is the place has to be a little filthy. It come from the hood, yeah, like because like, like, I'm like the way. Like when I go in those cheesesteak places and everything is new and they got lights and TVs, it's this thing. They're like, I like going in there and the motherfucking cook is doing shit like. Like, like you need that shit for the yeah. authentic feel. Yeah. Like you going, you going you Max's? There's four teeth behind the whole counter. <laughs> what you mean, nephew? The whole nobody behind the counter got teeth. There's four <laughs> teeth with an ink. Yeah, yeah. But you know that joke cooked with love. That's for real though. Yeah, yeah, like you can't I, get that on the main line. Max's though, because Max's do got some good. Max's got some good work. Max's go, Max's go in and out. And yeah, the thing who, is, is like yeah, you yeah. go to Max's and it's like it's a triple shooting across the street. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you like the that's drama because you yeah. can't park. Like it's just too much on that corner at times. Yeah, I'm true. from Southwest Penrose, and Falones used to be the shit. And I, it, it made me think on my childhood, like when Falones was really it, their main cook, we used to call him the Crip Keeper because he looked just like the Crip Keeper. That was how he, that was how he, and he only had one leg. So they used to like have to help him to the grill. But once he got there, yeah, it was once on. He got stationary. <laughs> once he got planted, it was on. And it's just like, you need a little bit of that. Like I respect, you know, good looking chefs and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's healthy and shit. But it's just like, Man, he lose a leg, he gonna be the best. <laughs> no, boy, I'm telling you, like Damn. straight up, dog. Oh like certain situations, especially when it comes to like the cheesesteak thing, it's just yeah. it's so Philly for it to just be like prepared in this dungeon with this beat yeah. up. You, you gotta have some culture to it. Need some struggle in the recipe. You need some struggle to it. That's what they be missing the struggle because Pat and Geno's ain't got no struggle in there. They yeah. shit is yeah. steak too clean. It's Trash. like a sheet of steak. I'm like, yo, who's sending y'all here? Yeah. Who's telling y'all this shit is good? I was watching a thing yesterday where they were showing uh one of them cheesesteak places and they were like shaving the actual ribeye. And it's like, that's cool and all, but me personally, I don't like that no. shaved that thick Angus slices meat. Yeah. Of, of meat where you just go and fold it over and yeah. throw yeah. some whiz. I, I, I'm cool. Like it's no longer that's a cheesesteak. Like that's a sandwich. That's a sandwich. That's a steak sandwich. Yeah, oh I don't want a and sandwich. And a couple of them spots don't even cut the damn sandwich. They just no. That's the worst. Fucking fuck I remember I was driving a bus and I was starving. It's like this is what we was doing the uh, the, the Repub Republican National Convention yeah. or whatever. So I parked on like 16th Street with the Steve Princess of Steaks, uh -huh. and I went in there and they they gave me the cheesesteak. I'm starting to drive back down the street. My had a bus full of Republicans <laughs> and shit, and I went to open the steak and the shit wasn't cut. And I was like, Yo, what the fuck? Now I'm driving <laughs> with this big ass sandwich. Two hands. Driving a bus with your knee. 
Like, no, man. I can't talk to the snake sandwich and don't get cut, man. That's that's a bad joke. Yeah. He's shot in the butt. With your knee. You ain't a fucking flu. You there, white man. Grab the wheel. Grab the wheel, play for it. Play my dead old man. Like, that shit real. Uh, they probably don't even think about that because there's reasons you need that joint cut down. Yeah, it's inconvenient. Like, you might be trying to You're not even going to eat that whole joint. Yeah, right. so it's like, I'm going to take this hand, this other hand, for tomorrow, yeah. later, you yeah. know what I mean? You fuck up the whole situation when you don't cut <laughs> no. that joint. Now I rip it, and it's all yeah. uneven and fucked up. Yeah, I got one third here, two thirds here. Yeah. Pass the bread from the other side yeah. on this side. That shit is crazy. Yeah. I got one more. I can do this food shit all day. <laughs> How do y'all feel about what brunch has become in the urban community? I seen this post you made about niggas just putting everything on oh, waffles what the fuck go on it. <laughs> and that shit was so funny. Yo, I went to a brunch and it was just like, it was everything but like, I'm like, yo, can I get some butter? <laughs> that shit be hot sauce. Yo, pull pork. Asian sauce. I'm like, I'm like, we got some Chipotle yo. Alfredo syrup. And I say it all the time, like, niggas, niggas and they taste buds at times be like, it be like too much. Yeah. Motherfucker be like, yeah, you know, this brunch spot popping, and you get there, and it's like, you know, seafood and shit. Thai chili pancakes. <laughs> like, why? Like, like, why? It just, but the whole overall experience of what, like, you know, brunch is a mixture of lunch and breakfast. And breakfast. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why are y'all on the table? Why are mm. we doing bottle service? Like, it, it's it's gotten so away. From what you're talking, the mother brunches, them, them, they want them Hollywood about brunches, the, money, yeah. the rooftop brunches. Them, 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 them DJ Khaled brothers. <laughs> yeah. they gonna With get the, the hookah for brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, how much you said the hookah was at a the brunch the other day? A bean. Nigga, I just paid, I went to the joint Mimi's on, uh, oh, what's that, Old City? Yeah. That shit was 70 bones. I was a little upset about yeah. that. Yeah, yo, I'm about to go get some cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Y'all playing games, yeah, don't you? Don't give me a black and mild nephew. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you can roll up with seventy dollars. I'm talking about like that's like a round of drinks. Dog, it's a couple of yeah. for a hookah. For a hookah. Yeah, seventy dollars, eighty dollars. And was a it bean. was it like a like a high end one of these? It's a regular fucking hookah. It was passion fruit. It wasn't it didn't have no orange on top. <laughs> no yeah. pineapple. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah no, that's shit creative. Yeah. 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 No, that was, was the flat. This is a regular joint. Yeah, oh, you want the base model? This is a base model. GT charging. All right, cool. Yeah, this is seventy dollars. No nothing in the water. No ice. No nothing. Special holes. Yeah, nah, $70. It, it's just gotten way too out of control. But their clientele over there, isn't it like... A little upscale? Uppity? I don't know. It's Old City. It's uh-huh. like... I feel like when you're in Philly, it is some places that are like that. But then a lot of these places like look like that. Yeah. The clientele right. is still just niggas. It's still just niggas. And I like maybe a lot. Me and Dan actually went there and ate uh, last week. We got late lunch, early dinner, whatever. But it's like, it's like fake nice in there. It's like if I start peeling at this wallpaper, yeah, yeah, this like, is coming down. Yeah. So like, this is a good Etsy job in that joint. Yeah. You know what I mean? This shit looks real nice. It's right on uh, Second Street. Uh, right across from between, Blue Martini. Exactly. Like a little bit okay, further okay, down. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, the hip Asian spot all the girls are having their birthday dinners at now mm-hmm. and all that. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. You, you find your favorite little oh. model in there time to time. and 
I, I got in, I got into a conversation out. the other day with like one of my homies about restaurants, and he was like, "I was because we recently he just went to Turks and Caicos, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how bad the food was in Turks and Caicos, mm-hmm. and the we, whole Caribbean minus Jamaica, the food is terrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bahamas, I wasn't impressed at all. Yeah, no. like." And we were talking on the show about how you realize when you go to these other places, you go to other cities, countries. Philadelphia has a really, really good food scene. And we it's have, diverse. And it's sure, diverse. Sure. Oh, yeah. We have a risk. So I was explaining to him, like, all these restaurants. And he's just like, God damn. Say it again. Like, because they really don't, they just don't know. Right. Like, and he, not even with Philly, because all niggas know is downtown. We've got Radnor, Villanova, you know, Ardmore, Wynwood, you got Trevos, you got so many different places that have so many different restaurants. Yep. So we got into a conversation of like, what's your favorite restaurant? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I started like saying things I like, let me ask you this, do you have a favorite restaurant? I just have like a go-to. I don't really have like a favorite, like this is my high class, nice spot. I like Longhorn. I like Longhorn too. Yeah. I went to Longhorn the other Can't night. Can't go wrong with I, that. I, yeah, I feel like that's People my, have that this my go-to for spot. the money. Longhorn cannot be beat. Yes. Yes. You're going to get a great fucking taste of gr- steak. Yo. Yes. You know yo. what I'm saying? You're going to be good full. Friend. Yes. Yo. Yo. And they don't stop. They, <laughs> don't, they, don't, they don't fuck around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They do I went to, right. We went to Longhorn the other night on a random joint. We went to Longhorn. I had a fucking nine ounce filet and a lobster tail. She had all her shit. We had drinks. Bill mm-hmm. came. The bill was $89. Yeah. I was like, this, this is a That's one so it's like, uh, yeah, it's like crazy. I think when it comes down to it's funny how we look at, at restaurants a little different now to where, you know, older. Because I was right. telling him that when I was young, Red Lobster was like yeah. your shit, yeah. The, like your mom coming out, like, yo, we going to Red Lobster. You like, who graduated? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> January. So like, the fuck is going on outside? Uh but now we've gotten to the point where I think Especially with our culture, and I hate to be this guy, these restaurants, especially these one-offs, not necessarily the chains, but like you see these restaurants that pop up every like five months that that's the new place to go to because of what Instagram and shit says, they kind of cater, I mean, excuse me, cater to this like grand experience of, of, of life. And you get there and you just like... The food really ain't that. I'll be honest yeah, with you. They get everything it's right the except the food. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Carbone recently and I wasn't overly impressed. As much as they yeah. hype when they're not. As much as all you hear in the raps, and I, I went and I was just like. A lot of people. It's like, kind of like Maggiano's a little bit. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's, it's not expensive Maggiano. Now, like then I, I told you I went to Komodo and I thought that shit was excellent. Like, uh, it's, Komodo, it's in Miami. Miami. It's in Brooklyn, yeah. Miami. It's from I mean, uh, David Gluckman's uh, restaurants. Yeah. Like, uh, no bullshit. That's phenomenal. the best restaurant I've been to in like the last probably year. Hmm. I went to the, to the joint where they all the experiences, the big forks and all the. Oh my like, God. God. Barton G. Barton G. Yo, I let one of my friends who. He just. Like. No. Yeah, I, the food was cool. No, was I didn't make it to the food. I left. <laughs> yeah, I can't deal with this shit. We we got I let one of my homies talk me into going there. And I'm you remember I cause I did the whole breakdown mm-hmm. on the podcast. I I got there with my girl and I'm talking about yo, it was it was like going to Instagram. <laughs> like if Instagram was a place. Are you at Instagram headquarters? Are you in Instagram? Remember when Dave Chappelle went to the internet? That was like going to Instagram. Everything they bring you, the waitress like, want to get your picture with that? And you're just like, it ain't, it ain't that serious, man. It's all about Instagram. It's all about the influencer life and, and just, 
it's it's too much. The tables are as big as no, this little. Tall. They little no, as shit. Little. And it's like when you bring me a four foot fork, it's no <laughs> room. <laughs> so you sitting there holding this big ass fork. And trying they to show like we want to put the popcorn maker for the damn popcorn chicken. We want to put the popcorn maker in the toaster neck. Yeah, it was just way too much. We, they, we they straight definitely up. take that shit straight over the top. I got I, after the appetizer. I was just like, yeah, I ain't even gonna do dinner. I'm, I'm just gonna slide. We. Literally, bounce. but you know who who one of those places that you're talking about where the food though I feel like the food is actually great. State Forty Eight. Listen, oh, yes. listen, oh, yes. Forty Eight. I said it. Down, I said it the, the other. Joints. I said it the other day, and I the know hype is real. Yeah, we we, real. we were part of the whole State Forty Eight going viral thing with the whole hundred dollar. Uh, remember the hundred dollar oh, minimum yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. our post that wound up From on the Twitter, news yeah. and all oh, that yeah. shit. Yeah, had a couple joints go viral. Yeah, yeah, and and when I went the first time, I kind of went hard on State Forty Eight because I I wasn't impressed at all. And they hit my girl up. They sent us a gift card for like four hundred dollars. Yeah, so it was like, all right, we got a free gift card. We should go back. We went that time. It was like they knew, like, yo, that nigga here. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's in the building. Yeah, get, on, get on your A game. Like, tighten up. Green light in the back. Come on. <laughs> Everything was amazing. And every time I've gone since, we went uh, a couple weeks ago just on a random. Yeah. Like, we was all downtown, me, him, a couple other homies. And we just like, yo, let's go to State 48. We went. And, you know, State 48 is one of the places where... If you order this food at like Longhorn, your bill is a bean twenty. Right. You order this food at State Forty Eight, it's eleven hundred dollars. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck did we order? So it's like it's expensive, but it's it wasn't. In, it was, it was it, amazing. They don't, they don't miss now. The, the bread, the fried lobster, everything, oh the fried deviled eggs, mm. all that shit. Just the steak with the truffle butter. And the steak the was on point. Everything. A lot of people fuck up with me because the steak don't. It's a steakhouse. How are you not yeah. getting this right? Like right. this is what you supposed to do. Exactly. That's why I rather Longhorn. Like I go to places I, I should have just went to fucking Longhorn. <laughs> yeah. Longhorn, this shit would have been juicy. Right. It'd have been straight and it'd have been huge for like thirty dollars. And, and, and that's that's a, a thing when you spend that kind of money. You know, you go out for dinner service and you know we we've gone everywhere. We mm -hmm. actually have a thing on our Patreon with like our favorite. It's Your like favorite thirty restaurant. restaurants that we put together just for like a this for that, yeah, this for like this 64. occasion. Actually, yeah, about like thirty four, about sixty four. But we just like because we people look to us for that type of stuff because we mm -hmm. we real like restaurant aficionados. When you go out and you spend. Three, four, five, six hundred, seven hundred. You know, you can go to places and that bill can get retarded. Yeah, yeah. And you spend that kind of money, you want to? I like me personally. I'll knock my fucking socks off. Yeah. From here. <laughs> yeah. Don't even have me questioning y'all back. <laughs> like, don't like. I I hate to get to a place of like, can I see the manager or did, like that's right. ridiculous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you go to like how how I spoke about Komodo from, I literally mm -hmm. hit him after the advertisers like, well, you did your thing. This <laughs> like you you have Komodo outdone yourself. So. Putting that money out and then you get to that film, you just like, man, we could have went to motherfucking. Yeah. You start finding, man, we could have went to Perkins. Like, you just start <laughs> saying anything, anything, anything. Anything. Shit, you don't even go to, man. We could have went to Dairy Queen for real, for real. Like, so, yeah, like, as far as uh, restaurants in the city, though, Steak 48 is like. Top of the charts. Yeah. They're the top of the charts. I've been to, uh, on a national scale, I've been to North Shred, both of them, the Salt Bay restaurant. Mm -hmm. Okay. I went to the one in Miami and I went to the one in LA. Had two completely different experiences at both. Mm -hmm. The one in Miami was amazing. He was actually there. He came and cut my steak. He did <laughs> Yeah, he fed my girl steak, not me. <laughs> <laughs> get that, get that meat out my face. <laughs> but uh, oh, no, no. <laughs> but that was for that was great. And it was like probably spent like like nine hundred dollars for two people for dinner service, a bottle of champagne, like the whole nine. It was our birthday, all that cool shit. Right. Went to L.A., completely different experience. 
awful. Mm. Like, I think they tried to poison me with, like, the butter and the grease. I left that jaw and was, like, killed over in my car for, like, 45 minutes. Spent the same amount of money. Mm. Ordered the same thing. Mm. Same restaurant, different coast. Awful. Now, I will say this. In Philly, I'd probably go to State 48. Outside of Philly, but still in America... What was the joint we went to in Beverly Hills? Mastro's. Bro. Oh, that, yeah. The penthouse oh shit. That's good. That shit was excellent. Yeah. Never been there. Excellent. excellent. And I know excellent. they got that, that new one, the JG Sky joint. Never been there. I went to Arch. Overrated. Well, Super overrated. I'm going to keep it above with you. Arch Well had like the good, like, what's that? Lobster Mac. Uh, that shit. That was all right. They closed down? 50th. Yeah. It closed down a couple years ago. What's the, the, the nickname everybody has for JG? Four Seasons. Yeah, it's the, four seasons. JG is probably most overrated Joan in the city. Is it? Yeah, I, I never went. I that's the thing. I try to not chase him. We went. I we went. We went for brunch, like right? We did a brunch slash lunch, Joan. Our bill was two thousand dollars. Like nine or ten. People. It was eight of us. Eight of yeah. Eight uh, of people. I was about to say, say that you two niggas. <laughs> no, not just us two. No, no, no. What did you order? Yeah, the big four. And the hookah. But it was eight of us. And a hookah. Right, you get a hookah at JG. That shit's gonna be six hundred dollars. But we 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 it was it was eight of us and the bill was two racks. And it was just like we all kind of left like Yo, that Wawa still down the street? Like, yeah. everybody was kind of on the edge. Yeah. When you, you, you go in the Wawa to get one of them slimy ass quesadillas, <laughs> and you just spent 2000 That shit is That's not bad. a... It's you know the Wawa quesadilla be running. Like, when you going to get that after the 2000 it's just Period. like... When you yeah. make that Wawa, I remember I had a like similar experience like that. I went to uh, this restaurant, and I hate to say it because they black-owned. I went to Friday, Saturday, Sunday a few years ago, and I'm just like sitting there eating my food, and I'm like... This chicken don't taste like chicken. Like, I don't know what's going on. And the, and the waitress see my face and she just keep coming back like, are you okay? I'm like, no, but I'm going to figure it out. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be I, I don't want to be that guy. I'm like, you know what? God don't really have a lot on the menu. I can eat it's a lot of pork and seafood on the menu. I'm going to just tough it out with the chicken. Maybe it'll start tasting like chicken at some point. I ended up leaving there. Didn't eat my food. They was like, you want to pack it up? No. Give it to somebody out back. I left there and went to Lorenzo's. <laughs> I left there and went and ate pizza and at Lorenzo's and got a slice of pizza. Yeah. And I'm just true. like, this is this is a waste of money. It's like two hundred fifty dollars for dinner service. I ended up eating pizza afterwards. Yeah. That's the worst thing, bro. That's why you gotta go to Longhorn. Gotta go to Longhorn. Gotta go to Longhorn. Check reviews too before you go to places. Yeah. My yeah. thing with reviews, they don't like, always be on point. Like, people true. write reviews when they when they're pissed. mad, yeah, and I know that from driving a bus. Motherfuckers only feel away when they when you don't wait for them. The 80 times you did wait for them, ain't nothing yeah, coming in. Ain't, no good, ain't no good reviews, <laughs> <laughs> shit. You don't look, wait for motherfucker. you got a fucking complaint this line. <laughs> right. That's kind of how I look at reviews. Like, it's very seldom that people feel good enough to go write a review. Yeah, when you're happy, you're not going to I mean, so Because it. nine times out of ten, you're going to go get food, and it's going to be like, that was cool. Mm-hmm. It's very rare. It, like, it got to be super good. Like, it's if the, it's super good, where a motherfucker feel like, I got to say something yeah. about The experience this. has to be like... Over the top. Like, yeah, even man. how you hear me talk about Komodo, and I've literally, I, I've never gone and wrote, written a review. <laughs> but had I gone to Komodo and the food been that good, and they gave me like an autographed Kobe jersey, <laughs> now <laughs> it's like, was review time. <laughs> like, and that's kind of what you gotta do. Y'all niggas on Yelp. <laughs> that's kind of what you gotta do in food service. You gotta like wow people. Yeah. Especially where we at now, at where this. Post COVID, everybody done going to every goddamn restaurant yeah. to where it's like motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. Like I told you back in the day, going to Red Lobster was like an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. that was like a big, big feat. Especially if you got real seafood. 
Yeah. Like, you know, you used to look at the menu and like, can I get this? <laughs> right. You allowed to get some good shit? Yeah. No, that's real. And man. now, because of COVID and how hard it was to get dinner reservations yeah. and all of that shit, elite dinner reservations have turned into the new nightlife. Yeah. Yeah. So now you got all these restaurants doing all this experiential dining and then fucking the food up. Like, right. they got the show and the presentation part yeah. is immaculate. The decor... The bottle girls, they shaking ass. There's all this stuff mm-hmm. going on except like the food. I yeah. saw a poppy steak is terrible. Yo, I heard that. Yo. It's trash. Yo. Poppy wow. steak in Miami. Yeah, it's uh, like a real popular thing. It's trash. Steak. Expensive. Yeah. I saw it a, sucks. I saw a place the other day in Dubai <laughs> where you know, poppy steak, when you order the, the thousand dollar steak, they come out with the briefcase and they oh, that's do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a place in Dubai now where when you order the steak, a SWAT team brings it up. Did you see that? <laughs> like uh, fully combat tactical gear rifles, they come out like making way for the steak to come out the kitchen, oh and they bring it to your table and do all this shit. And I'm just like, yo, are y'all gonna cook this Joe medium? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it's we've we've gotten all of that now. Yeah, and we can forget to just make sure the mashed potatoes. Everything are is about a show Aesthetics. for the phone. It's, yeah, it's for the Instagram. It's all like, for social media. That's just going to bring more people out. They people, just want the show. People in general understand the internet real, real good now. And mm-hmm. with that in mind, people just sit and they look. All right, what's working and what's traveling and what's going viral and mm-hmm. this and this. So when I open my restaurant, I'm going to take elements of mm-hmm. all these places and then. I yeah. got a hundred thousand yeah. followers Not in thirty days. Yeah. Then we're no, gonna put the, the, the fuck Then we're gonna put the shit. We're gonna put this shit in the air fryer. Bring it right the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? But there's so many like restaurants and even like tourist locations that have been there, but now they took off when they start trending online. Yeah. Like, but that, I mean, that's where we crazy. live in that that, yeah. that world oh. right now. If you can get shit popping on Instagram, you're lit. Whether your service and all that shit is good or not, yeah. you lit. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Even, fucking Pats and Geno's probably, they mastered that shit before Instagram. Right. Because it was all word of mouth about their shit. Yeah. Cheese sticks, we know they the worst. Yeah. yeah. Niggas don't stop going though. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. They got a whole, they got well, the what whole it is, is They basically created the tourist yeah, aspect. They, they got of, that whole... I call it the Rocky statue aspect. Where I, I, I had to explain this one day to somebody white on the bus. She was like, oh, can you direct us to the Rocky statue? And I'm like, why do y'all... I gotta ask, why, why do y'all want to go <laughs> to the Rocky statue? And she's like, because Rocky's an American icon and just what he's saying. And I'm just like, you know Rocky ain't real. <laughs> That's not a that's a movie. That's not a real person. Not even in the same spot it was. Like Sylvester Stallone was a Shylock from South Philly. He was (laughs) picking up gambling bets and ended up fighting the world champion. It's like I don't know how the fuck these people got like that, but that's that's what it is. Where it's like it's one of them things where. If you go to Philly, you gotta do. You yeah. gotta go to like Pat's or Geno's, yeah. almost like going to Nathan's in Coney Island, right. or going right. to uh, 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 what's the uh, the slushy John on, on Ocean Drive? Um, oh, well, Wet Willie's. How that was know, like? Rainy's donuts and in it's Inglewood. like Wet yeah. Willie's is a icy. Yeah. But you gotta with go. green yeah. liquor. It's an icy with it's tip. a bottle of It's an icy with Armadale in it. Yeah, bathtub <laughs> liquor. Yeah, but you gotta do it. Yeah, and it's it like one of them things where that's what they kind of like mastered. Right. We are culture to Philadelphia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether or not we're good doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. But we are part they of the Philadelphian culture. Yeah. yeah, they figured that yeah. out. And there are certain things in the city where. For us as blacks, they kind of hold that same thing. Where you look at like Little Delicious in Southwest or Jamaica D's up here and uptown. There are certain things like that. For look at the jerk chicken man. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are like think about Saudi now. 
with like oh, y'all see yeah, it's like you they don't, the, and, and they still debating on whether or not it's good that don't matter I'm part of culture yeah. mm. and that's kind of what happened with Pats and Geno's okay. you know what I'm saying so well you know y'all that made y'all stand y'all part of the culture of podcasts in Philly you know what I'm saying and other places tell me what, what do TRP got coming up where do y'all see ourselves going in the future with the brand and everything like that I, I see Lambo trucks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just, yeah. I like Ferrari trucks. Yeah, yeah. 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 just some mild little mm-hmm. yellow Lambo trucks. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. <laughs> but um, uh, it's weird because it, I can't speak for him, but I know for me, when we started this, I didn't really see all of this. Mm. That's be you know, like be honest, I I really didn't even really. I'm not gonna say I didn't want to do it, but I kind of was just like. Didn't understand. Yeah, it. I was like, he was like, yo, we 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 gotta do a podcast, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and he's like, no, you don't understand. What happened was I tore my Achilles, so I was out of work, 2014, mm-hmm. and we was just he lived down the street from me, like we yeah, all lived like on the same little corridor, and I had just moved up there, he was up there, and then naturally, you know, we see like he talked about Mikey's. That was when I first mm-hmm. actually met him, mm-hmm. coming to Mikey's and shit with my homies, and he's in there, and I'm a thot, so I'm drinking them big dumbass towers <laughs> and shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And we just got cool living down the street from each other. So Mm -hmm. we would kind of sit, smoke weed, and we would have conversations that were deeper than, you know, if if Floyd fought in the 70s, would he be better than Ali? You know, stupid shit like that. We would have like how, it's funny, but all of y'all, we had a conversation impromptu about crypto and investing and S&P 500 and the Dow Jones. And it's like, that type of shit is different than what you get just on a normal level with right. African Americans, especially young people. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And these are the conversations we would have. We would talk about investing and what's the next thing and how to flip sneakers and this. And and he one day was just like, yo, our conversations are like insanely good. I started a group chat with him and my other homie, Ra. Shout out Ra. He actually works for Spotify now. That's, he's a professional That's gambler. Right. Like he's a, 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 He creates his own odds for sports, and he basically oh, works for the Bill Simmons podcast and shit. But me me and him, they knew each other through the party world because he yeah. was a DJ. We actually got the same birthday, too. Their birthday is Wednesday. Same exact birthday. So we kind of... I created a group chat just because we all know each other. We cool. And we started having conversations every day about like just things. Mm-hmm. And he's like... Yo, we got to get this shit on wax. Like, we got to get this shit recorded. And I'm just like, for what? And he was mm-hmm. like, because, like, I see this podcasting thing, like, going. And mind you, this is 2015. Because mm-hmm. this is when we popped my Achilles mm-hmm. in 14. So it was like 15. So podcasting wasn't... Wasn't a thing. Yet. You know, wasn't, wasn't we knew of, like, yet. internet radio, like the Foxhole and Patrice O'Neill, Opie right. and Anthony. He always talks about, what's your guys, um, the ones who you came into it on? Juan uh, Epstein. Yeah, Juan Epstein yeah. and Combat Jet. Right. But we didn't know what podcasting was. And he was just like, yo, we got to do this. We got to do this. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. And I remember we found a studio to do it up Northeast. And I was thinking like, all right, yeah, I'll come do it. And we, I came up there, we did it. And the same way we talk in the group message, same way we talk in voice notes, same way we talk live, we do it on air. Like mm-hmm. that shit we just all did about the food. That's random That's shit we would just have did. talking. We put it out. And the, even the engineer who worked in the studio was just like, yo, I record a lot of podcasts. For this to be y'all first joint, y'all are like really good. Mm. And we thought he was just capping because, you know, we paying like, you know, your money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then we came back into the second episode and that was really good. And he was like, yo, last week, y'all actually were like the number two most downloaded show on the network. Mm. Yeah, I think our first show, we had like 14,000 downloads or something. Yeah, like that. and we was just really? like, uh, okay. You know, we didn't really even think of what it was or what was going on. And he was telling us like, yo, 
You get to 11 shows, you're serious. You get to 25, you're legit. You get to 50, you're like a real live podcast. And y'all, I can see y'all, like y'all have a basis of what y'all are doing and knowing who y'all are. We came back the next week. Remember, I, I, I had an idea riding up there. The Migos were like on fire. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, remember Donald Trump had just won mm -hmm. the presidency and shit. And I was like, the Migos to me are more qualified to be the president than oh, Donald shit. Trump. So we did this episode called Migos, Migos for, for president, president, where we basically broke down how Migos as compared to Donald Trump, who would win basically almost like a pre versus versus right. as far as being the president of the country. And mm -hmm. we like broke it down, all these different things. And the episode, I don't know, I, to this day, I still don't understand it, but within 30 days, it had been downloaded like 700,000 dumps. Mm. Yeah, it just, it just. Straight audio, no video. Straight audio, no video. It just straight, like literally we came back and they were like, yo, that episode got downloaded more times than like everything we've done here combined. Damn. And we was just like, the fuck? Like, how did this happen? Yeah. And they're like, well, we have a restream in the Netherlands and Europe that corresponds with like drive time over there where we restream mm -hmm. your pre-recorded show. And apparently it's like, quote on like wildfire, like all through Europe. And I'm Dude. like, how did this happen? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> how did this so we we <laughs> came back the next week and he was like, you guys got broadcast in like 33 countries last week. And we was like, yeah. So we we were getting ready to record. And remember, Just was like, yo, go on iTunes, yo. And we was like, for what? He was like, look at this week's ranking. We were like number, I think it was 72. On the iTunes. On the wow. iTunes podcast yeah, chart. Every we, number 72 across the board. And then he was just like, yeah, fuck all that 50 show shit I was talking about. Y'all are legit right now. <laughs> He's like, y'all are legit now. And... We, we kept doing our thing and we started bringing in guests. Like our first show we had with guests was AO and a nerd. And that show went crazy because it was the social media episode. We were just talking a bunch of social media the shit. The two part episode that was five hours. It was a five hour podcast. And yeah, and we did that. Then we had Spank, we had Clint, we had Kurt. And we just started bringing up like our network of mm. people on the show. We got to about... I'm going to say like 30 episodes, we got theme music. We got like legit as far as like buying cameras and having video. Mm -hmm. And at this point, it's like, yo, we're kind of taking it serious to where, remember, we weren't even creating rundowns. You know yeah, what I'm saying? We just show up. We would just show up. With like, like bullet points. Bullet points. Just show up and just start talking. Let's just go. Because that's some shit we can do because it's authentic. Right. We got to, I'm going to say about 75 episodes and the network wound up going under like they sold it to mm. somebody else yeah, to another network. to another network that basically like you know took them on under their umbrella right so they basically took over their R rss feed we were still on that because we were on the network cool we kept chugging along with them then they got so like tricky they actually sold it to these people in jersey it was another studio out in a the w wildfire no no i'm talking about where it was at oh uh I can't think of a little city. I don't remember. But they sold it to Wildfire. So now we were on their RSS feed. So boom, we're over there. We get to like 100 episodes. We get to, shout out to Kev. He was our 100th episode. We did uh, with our, our attorney friend, Kev Harden. We did, we got to about 135, 140 episodes. Then they went under and sold it back to these guys who had took over the old studio we were at the first time. Mm. So now we were at like 170, 100 and about 160, 170 episodes. And Dang. we basically was like, okay, we've gotten three years in. 
we want to start doing things. We go to do our first live show. We do it at Punchline. Mm -hmm. Sold 250 tickets. And it was like a fun-ass night. I'm like, yo, this shit was really a success. AO was there. It was terrible with him on stage. but He got banned. Yeah, he got banned. <laughs> but that's neither here nor the there. The band is lifted. The, band, the band is lifted but because he's doing better in life. But it's like, yeah, we, we <laughs> had this live show. And we were like, how can we make this profitable? So we started doing different things like ad integration. We started our Patreon. Our Patreon took off. What happened was the network saw what our Patreon was making and basically was like, they knew they couldn't sustain the bills and shit in the, in the building. Mm -hmm. They basically wanted to make us like the equivalent of like an attorney becoming partner at a law firm. Mm -hmm. Like y'all become partners of the network and then y'all basically have free reign. We'll build y'all a studio within the studio, yeah. but mm -hmm. let us in on y'all money y'all got money coming in we just like yeah. white nigga no we created they didn't do anything to participate in building the money but they had access to seeing the money because they're editing our episodes and uploading them so right. when they go in they see like payouts what, what like you, doing? you niggas yeah. made seven bands this month like give us 3500 a month we'll build you a studio in the studio and it's like what are you talking about? Right. Like the rent here ain't thirty five hundred a month. Right. Right. So he literally came. Never he came to my crib and was just like, "We gotta start our own ship." And I'm like, "Yeah, I've been kind of thinking that too." And he was just like, "Yeah, we can go buy all our own shit. We right. don't need the studio. We can literally build the studio. We can buy a roadcaster, buy mics, buy cameras, buy lights. We can do this shit ourselves." So we literally sat down and figured out how to do a soundboard, how to fucking structure this. Dan came on, shout out Dan, because he's been instrumental as far as the visual side of things. Mm -hmm. And we started our own RSS feed where we don't want to be on anyone else's RSS feed. We want our own standalone feed. The first episode we did on our own feed, because again, it's a brand new it's feed new that feed. we created. It had like what two hundred and twelve downloads or something yeah, crazy. Like the first day, something <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> it was like nothing because it was like we basically had to start yeah, from scratch. Yeah, it's not in our. Yeah, we didn't have the benefit of having like all right. So through all these different mergers and acquisitions, they had the benefit of what's called an RSS redirect, where it's like all right, Wildfire acquires New Media, New Media takes and points their RSS feed to Wildfire. To one, so right? now whatever traffic was generated off this mm -hmm. old feed, people don't have to resubscribe in order to Is get the new information it, yeah. it's all integrated right we had to start from scratch right and so build our feed looking, back up it's no longer there they That's, could search us and yeah. they might find us but they're not going to find an active feed you until they subscribe to the new feed because right. that old feed is dead yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's where we realized, like, all right, cool. So we kept trucking, al trucking along. We got our video shit together. We started bringing in better and bigger guests. We've literally had a who's who from the city, whether it's political, sports, music, entertainment, okay. comedians. We, you know, say, say and, cheese, and don't, I, call we, don't call me white girl. Don't call me white girl. Mona Barb from Tasties, um, Sean Cotton from Say Cheese, twice. Uh, 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 DJ A Boogie, my man Rod, who does the sports band. You name them. Black we, Poppy, Louis Black V, Poppy, Louis V, Bang Bang. Uh, Kev, um, Omar Tate, Omar Tate, who's the chef of the year for Esquire and Time Magazine. Like we, we've mm. done a who's who from the city and That's we, you know, we kept trucking. We wound up doing our own independent tour last year and, you know, we learned a lot about that, but we were able to sell out Brooklyn. We damn near sold out Virginia. We sold out Delaware. We sold out Philly twice. And then we culminated all with our anniversary show this past year at Noto, where we had 500 people there. Mm, cool. And... You know, we, we got to a point now where we just had like our biggest uh, viral moment with Dr. Umar. We had him mm -hmm. on the show, I think, just had a half a million views on YouTube. Yeah, yesterday. Um, you know, yeah, we get we had core. We, we've just done a lot. Yeah. And we got our banner 
couple months ago for hitting a million on our own feed. Mm. Like a million downloads on our own yeah, feed. From 2021 to now, we just hit a million. So now we had like a mil three straight audio right. on our own feed. And now we finally about to hit a million download, a million streams on, on YouTube, YouTube also because of this Umar episode. Right. Um, but then like Core did 20,000. We had clips with Chris Gotti, John did 10,000, did 8,000, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we've been smashing TikTok for the yeah, last like three months. we just got clips. I posted this clip of me talking about LeBron. I you, see that you put that John together though. I, I freestyled that. He, 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 that I was just talking. Though, like, right? I, it was basically me just giving my synopsis on like LeBron's career and the moments he's had in his career. Yeah. And we posted it on TikTok. It was TikTok. a multi-career joint. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. We posted like, it on yeah. TikTok, yeah, and it got almost half a million views that day. Mm. And they wound up, people were spamming it so much that they took the sound off. Yeah, because Jordan, I cursed. Jordan fans. Jordan fans were <laughs> spamming it. I cursed. They took the sound off. So he re-uploaded it. It's back at almost 500,000 views yeah. on the re-upload. The guy from Clutch Sports, shout out to him. He Clutch takes time. it. Clutch, cl- yeah. He takes it and puts the visual to it. And it's at 3 million views. On his uh, page yeah. on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's true. like we got these moments that are just like traveling and going. And yeah. it's authentic. He's got a Jay Prince clip that's going. That's 75,000. Like yeah, it, we had an Instagram clip last week with Maui that did 105,000 viewers. Yeah, like, like, mm-hmm. You know, it's just being authentically yourself and putting your stuff out there. Right. And if you're authentic, people can feel that. Yep. Exactly. It's just what, the, it's just, the, you can feel fake, you can feel time. authentic. The, the you might lie energy. to yourself, but that's who you're lying to. Exactly. So they could, they could feel the energy and the vibe. Like you gotta keep it natural because they're gonna feel it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're gonna resonate and the same way it resonated with you. If it don't feel right with exactly. you, and we, and we go right through with the thing is with our podcast, we give ourselves with no boundaries, with no filters. I have my close friends say all the time, like, man, y'all talk about shit I would never talk about. And it just be like, <laughs> I mean, but that's how your audience understands you and they become part of your lives because you share your lives with them. Right. You know what I'm saying? I talk I've lost two hundred pounds. I've talked adamantly about the weight loss journey yeah. we both talked about how we were fucked up financially yeah. and had to basically we restarted our credit with the show mm. I, I talk about me starting with a 300 secure card to the point now i got platinum amexes and shit like we talk about that and it's like people come to me and like i told you i had somebody come to me was like yo listening to you talk about credit it made Change me get on the ball and i just i just got my first house like, i got a house for my wife and kid just from listening to y'all podcast that's hard. That like, and you you realize like, yo, you become a a vessel almost, like a yeah. voice, yeah. and that's the dopest part of this shit. And I I tell him all the time, like, I love him for this shit. Like, he really put me in a position to like walk in my purpose. Right. You know and what I mean? Didn't even know it was your purpose, and boom, he could have gave me some heroin. I'm just like, go sell, <laughs> let's go sell that. You know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> like you ain't heard of him yet. This new rapper, yeah. ESTG. Yeah. Yeah. I've been listening to him a lot. Yeah. 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 You take this. this take this. Take this. Take this. But I gave him an opportunity because I saw what he didn't. And I saw where being a futurist, like I saw where this industry was going. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yo, these podcasts that I'm listening to are good. Combat Jack was excellent. Um, Look at Tex. Juan Epstein was excellent. Taxstone was amazing. <laughs> and he was a lightning rod. Uh, but I'm like, we can do this shit. Like, and we can do it like at a high level. We just gotta because of who I already was, as far as like having name and face recognition in the city, I just knew we had to do it at a certain level in order for people to be like, 
you not on some bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah. To take it serious. To take yeah. it serious. Yeah. So you gotta like, take it serious, but none take it serious. Exactly. So we had to present it in a way, and then once these accolades started coming, Roost Picnic, uh, Overbrook Night Market, this and that, and it's like, you yeah. start we to gotta, see we gotta, these we gotta, We got acknowledged from the mayor's office uh, two yeah. months ago. Living Legends Prison. Living provision. Legends, yeah, so, you know, but yeah. And they literally let me pick who went on the list. Yeah, that's hard. Y'all, <laughs> listen, bro. Y'all definitely inspiration to us. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Thank I you, love thank what y'all you, man. do. You know what I'm saying? That's why we keep the door open. You know yeah. how we get down. Yeah. It, it's, I definitely loved having y'all here, yeah. bro. I, I feel like this shit, we're going to talk. We're going to do this a little more often. Yeah. This is really <laughs> fucking fun. It was yeah, just great. Yeah. The vibes, <laughs> I got to see if Chef got some to-go to platters. <laughs> <laughs> that shit really was hitting. Like, yo, let, me get one, let me get one of them salmon's, man, to go. My man, Chef D-Night, look at my shit going, man. I don't even be eating all the way. I got all my joint under my, you know what I'm saying? Keep my stomach together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I even got space like that. That shit still Nah, hit. food was excellent, man. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Smooth just came on our show. Last week, we're going to be fast-tracking, putting that out. Um, it was a super dope show, topical, you know, talking about cooking up, talking about current mm-hmm. events and all of that stuff. Um, but, yeah, we family. So, it's like, we go back and forth. You know, the we appreciate show, y'all bro. having us. And we had an amazing show with you. And like you said, we definitely need to do this, like, yeah, more often. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just a natural really, chemistry. Yeah, because yeah. Langston came over here about six times. I tell you he going to fuck me up when these cameras stop. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, man, tell him where to follow y'all, how to follow the show, how to find y'all, watch y'all, and everything like that. Uh, official TRPE. Everything. Everything. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Wells Fargo, nigga, everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Matt makes me sick. CDD.TRPE. Um, uh, again, Twitter, official TRP, website, official TRP, email, official TRP at Gmail. Um, we are soliciting sponsorships. Anybody want a sponsorship, uh, get in touch with us either through the website or through the email. And uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up, man. We got a big interview coming up um, in New York soon yeah. uh, with Sorry. 19 Keys from the EYL Ooh. Network. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We trying to, uh, you know, do our best on an editorial level to kind of like follow up this Umar uh, yeah. interview with, you Once know, you impactful. do certain things, yeah. you got to stay. We, we, we did a real it. good interview today with uh, Catherine Gilmore Richardson, who's a uh, city council. Yeah, at large city council. Yeah. The youngest. Ain't she running for mayor? No, she's, she's running, running for city, city council, council again. Okay. But she's the youngest uh, woman in the history of Philadelphia city council. Oh, that's and she's weird. not a district council. She's, she's like at large. large. So she is the whole office the whole city. city. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And she came on today and gave us a lot of game as far as like the elections, the primaries, the general election. You know, just a lot of things that we as young blacks might not really but, understand yeah, right. about the political And space. the path to get involved with politics right, for right, anybody right, that's right. interested too. For like, you know, we got some younger listeners also that's like, you know, trying to find themselves in career paths and all of that. She talks about specifically how she got involved in politics and made it a career. Yeah. That's horrible. So, yeah, we, we've been doing sure a lot. Check that out. Make yeah, sure you definitely. find out how you might want to get into politics. You know what I'm saying? We definitely need it. We need some more people out here to make some changes yes, in indeed. the city. You know? We need yeah, more she, black and brown she, representation. She was actually exactly. speaking on the fact that so many council members are going to be retiring. And it's going to be like a complete changeover. She's like, mm-hmm. we're like, this doesn't happen but every 40 years. Yeah. Whereas, like, it's going to be so much room for new people to right. come in and be council members. So we need to make sure we get some yeah. people in there that can speak for us yeah, definitely. to get the things changed that we need changed yep. to help our city be better. Straight up. Yeah, PA is about to be in the point where we have a new governor, a new attorney general, and then Philly is about to have a new, new mayor. mayor and pretty much 90% new uh, Philadelphia City Council. Yeah. 
a whole new regime. Everything is flip flopping. Yeah. In the next six months. Listen, man, this was amazing. Thank y'all, man. Hope y'all enjoyed the food. Definitely, I need the it's a go platter. I need to you know take this home. I need another one. Whole new side. But listen. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Smooth. What's your guy in Brown? CRP, my man Diddy, my man Matt. We out. Make sure y'all check them out too, but yeah, we out for sure. Peace. Peace.